Black True Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by Black offenders. It is a podcast that everyone and anyone is welcome to enjoy, but it's also a podcast that may not be welcomed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black True Crime. Hello, everyone. Hi. We're back. We're back. 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 Period. 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 I'm Kayla. I'm Kristen. And you are listening to Black True Crime. Thank you guys for tuning in again. Now, let's get started. Omaha, Nebraska is a city that few can call home and even fewer actually set out to visit. It's known for being the home of the College World Series, the home of billionaire Warren Buffett, and the home of the monster we'll be discussing today. They say you should never judge a book by its cover, but this man proves that there is always an exception to the rule. Join us as we discuss the miserable childhood, the mental state, and the manipulative behavior of Nico Jenkins. Period! Kristen really struggles to not talk during the intro. It's 30 seconds maybe of her life and she just can't (laughs) hold it in. I don't know what's wrong with me, guys. It's like in that exact moment, I get word vomit and just what the normal sounds I would make just come out. And I'm like, damn it, bitch. You knew not to talk and you did it anyway. You just got, naughty. <laughs> you guys don't even know how much I have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> she tells me every show, don't talk during the intro. I'm like, okay, got it. I'm like whispering it inside myself and, and everything. And then I hear one thing and I'm like, ooh, talk on it. I no, just no sounds, Kristen. Okay. <sighs> I'm a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Nico Allen Jenkins was born on September 16th, 1986 to horrible parents Lori Jenkins and David McGee his father was very angry and aggressive and went to jail multiple times during Nico's childhood for making terroristic threats which I don't even know what that means to be fair I'm like who who are you making terroristic threats against who terroristic threats like are you threatening the government what's what's happening with you sir right His mother was charged with multiple felonies and also spent time in prison herself. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We'll get to that at a different time. Part two, not spoiler alert. (laughs) As far as I could find, he had five sisters, okay? Five sisters and three of them would end up serving prison time before 2013. Whole family's a mess. Yep, well... The other two sisters just completely, like, stopped contact with that Oops. part of their family. <laughs> they had to. They said, we're going to live a better life. We have to get out of here. No looking back. Absolutely. And I can't sugarcoat it, you guys. All of their childhood was bad. And more so, all I can really speak toward is his, because that's what I researched. And it's probably one of the worst childhoods that we've covered on this show. Wow, so, yeah. must be horrible. 
yeah without going into too much detail because i couldn't find them because you know me i would tell you everything yeah you deep dive Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he witnessed and received a lot of abuse including physical psychological and sexual abuse at at an extremely young age Mm. Mm -hmm. he also witnessed substance abuse around the same time so basically his parents were just drunks and on that stuff which i don't know exactly what stuff i'm not gonna you know speculate also i am going to speculate probably all the stuff (laughs) (laughs) all the stuff they were on all of it y'all all the stuff and things were so bad for nico that he was experiencing bedwetting incredible amounts of anxiety and night terrors all before he was even 10 years old I just can't. I don't understand why the people that are supposed to protect you and love you the most put you through the most trauma. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's how it goes, baby. That's how it goes. Mm. He attended Highland Elementary School in Omaha. And in 1993, when he was only seven years old, he brought a 25 caliber gun to school. So now they got guns. Guns (laughs) at the cribs. (laughs) So now baby Nico has access to guns. Okay. Yeah. This caused him to be admitted into the Methodist Richard Young Hospital for an inpatient psychiatric evaluation at seven years old. AKA, he was admitted into an insane asylum and he was seven. (laughs) Like he doesn't even, his balls haven't even dropped. Excuse me. Okay. Watch your mouth. (laughs) this is where the information about all of the abuse and trauma that he experienced came out and his trash bag mother Lori even confirmed a lot of what Nico had told the doctors he also was given an IQ test which in my opinion fucked the IQ test where he tested lower than average for his age group Mm -hmm. Mm, a little slow Nico okay in the mind of a stupid IQ test. And I'm not even talking crap about the IQ test because I scored low because I've never taken it. But I just feel like those type of like, oh, let me see how intelligent you are. And like even S, not SATs, even like, you know, the benchmark exams and stuff. That yeah, just like, okay, standardized test. Not even that. It's like when you're deciding if you're going to be in the gifted classes or whatever. I just feel like I get it because some kids really are more advanced than other kids. But I just don't like, I don't know. I'm just a hater on the system, and that's fine. I'm cool. <laughs> I think you don't like putting kids into categories, and I think that's completely okay. Chris and I love that. Kids into categories. No. Like, too soon. No, no. Too mm-hmm. soon. <laughs> and at eight years old, he was removed from the hospital and put directly into foster care. Mm. They said, mm-mm, you ain't going back to Lori. Lori done told all y'all business, <laughs> and you can't go back there. <laughs> no. No, she should have told more to be fair. But during his time in foster care, he was bad as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Doing everything on God's green earth he wasn't supposed to be doing. He got involved with, according to his family, quote, the wrong crowd. But according to everyone else that's breathing on the planet earth, gangs. Okay, he got involved with gangs. You were born into the wrong crowd, Nico. I mean, honestly, where do we expect you to end up if someone doesn't come and drastically change your life? (laughs) 
and gangs. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He was fighting all the time, breaking people's windows, skipping school constantly, and getting expelled constantly. Period. Mm-hmm. Eventually, in seventh grade, he just stopped going to school altogether. Seventh grade. <laughs> seventh grade. How old were we in seventh grade? Thirteen. We yeah, twelve or thirteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He I'm did. Like, damn. He didn't even make it to high school. No, no. High school also sucks. Also, high school is great. But I'm gonna say here, I liked high school for the mm-hmm. most part. The five that we went to, no exaggeration. Mm-hmm. She's right. But he did eventually get his GED while he was spoiler alert in prison. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> question mark like literally um yeah it mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. nico also had a thing for robbing and stealing because he watched his parents do it and other family members like it was their religion and by 1995 when he was 11 years old he'd already been arrested and charged three times for stealing good lord yeah he also started carrying around a weapon with him around this time. Kayla, where did he get the weapon? Kristen, his his damn daddy. Where he get the weapon to to go to school at seven years old? Like, okay. So we just have to understand the type of people we're dealing with here. This is normal for them. This is yep. normal for them. This is normal. It sure is. Nico was evaluated again at the Methodist Richard Young Hospital. I can't say it without spaces. Methodist Richard Young oh, Methodist, Methodist Richard Young Hospital. Okay. Too bad. Also terrible. Mm, yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also now called the Richard Young Behavioral Health Center. Okay. And at this time he told the doctor her name was Dr. Jane Dalkey that he was hearing voices that told him to steal. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. After further questioning, it was determined that Nico didn't really understand the meaning of auditory hallucinations because the voices were actually people that he knew in his actual real life that were telling him to steal. And I was then, about to say, bitch, I don't know what auditory hallucinations is. So how would Nico know? Uh, what is uh, it? They explained it to him. Auditory hallucinations has just been when you, basically literally when you just hear voices that aren't there. Okay, like schizophrenia and things Mm -hmm. like that. Uh It's a symptom of schizophrenia and other disorders that we're going to kind of get more into because, yeah, it's just a rabbit hole of shit for this this man, this boy turning into a man. But these voices were in real life, like real people belong to these voices. Yeah, they were real people that he knew and Nico never heard the voices when those certain people weren't around him. So it was like, he just, he just really didn't know what was going on. I'm not even trying to be silly. Poor baby. Yeah, he just, he was clueless. He also shared with the doctor that he had started having thoughts of engaging in self-harm behavior. Mm. Yeah, due to the stress and anxiety that he was experiencing. And he's so young already. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Thinking about harming himself. That's just so sad. So after, I think... He, Dr. Jane had him for about 11 days and after that time she diagnosed diagnosed Nico with ADHD which we're all kind of familiar with it's attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and symptoms include aggression impulsivity irritability excitability and lack of restraint okay she also diagnosed him with 
Oppositional Defiant Disorder, which is ODD, and it's a disorder in children that is characterized as defiant and disobedient behavior to authority figures. Hmm. Basically hard-headed, in my opinion. I was about to say, that sounds like the cure for that is an ass-whooping. Yeah, but some, yeah need, need some discipline. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Symptoms include aggression, impulsivity, irritability, antisocial behavior, and even self-harm. So that's where it gets kind of dark. Hmm. And she also diagnosed him with functional nocturnal enuresis. Okay, I'm going to tell you what that is. It's basically intermittent bedwetting during afternoon and nighttime sleeping. The functional part means that it can sometimes happen during awake periods as well. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Like, that's that's just, trauma. I when know. I hear that, I just hear trauma. Straight trauma. I just really want to hug him. Like, immediately, I just wanted to hug him. Yeah. By age 12, Nico had racked up two more threat theft charges an arson charge one weapons charge and two criminal mischief charges nico mm-hmm. what are you doing <laughs> nico you little bad little shit you what just you needed doing? a real good spanking from the time you was young and you needed to be around people who loved you and uplifted you and i and love we, your name and i hate that i love it yeah and we also we're talking like spankings because that's how we were raised bitch like we were whopped <laughs> and I, <laughs> I think that it did some favors but hey to each his own parenting style for real yeah and the thing is guys yeah we were whooped that was how we were raised that was our culture and we were still naughty you know so it's like it doesn't cure all but it just kind of like shows you okay do certain things or there's consequences yeah consequences that's a big thing and before we go on criminal mischief means intentional destroying or damaging of someone's property so Mm -hmm. had to look that up didn't know what the fuck it was in 1998 at age 13 nico was sent from foster care to a group home then to a juvenile detention center because he beat another minor with a clothes hanger okay yeah He's escalating. Yeah, he is. He's getting very violent. <laughs> After a few months, he was released on probation back to his mother's house, Trash Bag Glory. No, yeah, don't yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, Trash Bag Glory. We don't like her. Where he was still ripping and running the streets, doing whatever the fuck he wanted to do, and constantly running away. He'd apparently picked up a substance abuse issue, and I couldn't find exactly like what substance he was abusing, but he was abusing it to the point that he needed treatment for it. And he ended up at the Youth and Rehabilitation Center in Kearney, Nebraska. Okay. Well, you know, I, I'm kind of glad that they keep sending him places. Like they sent him to the insane or the hospital, the behavior center. And now they're sending him to these places. Like somebody is basically saying, this boy needs help and we're going to try to get him it. Yeah. And in August 2001, despite being charged with unlawful absence and habitual missing slash runaway because his ass kept going missing and kept running away and also not going to school. He wasn't going to school. You guys have to remember. I'm like, how was he able to do all this stuff if he was in school? He wasn't in school. (laughs) His His full time job was robbing and stealing and thieving and assaulting people at mm-hmm. four, 14, 15 years old. Nico ended up having his probation revoked and therefore was sent back to the detention center because he assaulted another minor with a knife. Oh no, Nico. 
Mm. Cut it out. Right? Just stop it. Just very, very dark. He was released. I don't know when. Okay. I don't know when. But in 2003, when Nico was 17 years old, he was charged as an adult and convicted for armed robbery and use of a deadly weapon. Nico was forcing people out of their cars at gunpoint and stealing them. And this happened on two different occasions. Well, not surprised. Yep. On November 17th, 2003, he received a 21-year sentence. Good God. Yeah. Which they is said, well deserved, I feel. I was about to say, Kayla, they said for all the little times he was in and out in the adult, adult detention center, not adult, youth detention mm-hmm. center and doing your little dirt, we're getting you for right here and right now. Doing this, that, and the third, your ass is going to jail. Period. And you're staying in jail because apparently you don't know how to act. No, you don't. You don't. And go ahead and look at the photo drive. Oh my so God, you can oh my God. see. So you can see the first picture and this is the only picture that I could find of this man in his childhood adolescenthood anything relating to that because like I said he's he's gonna be in jail for a long time and before then it just seemed like no one wanted to take a picture of him I don't see this pixely ass picture Kristen, it's, white ass picture Kristen it's trash but you can it's get a, a kind of kind oh of Kind There's of better pictures idea. of Abe Lincoln <laughs> than this damn boy. But his his silhouette looks like he could have been handsome. Doggone it. His silhouette. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. And that picture was around the time that he was sentenced for this um, carjacking robbery situation. Hmm. His eyebrows say I'm angry and misunderstood. Yes. Oh. But also, like, sympathy has to go away at some point. And it's absolutely going, it's about to go away real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Although he was charged as an adult, he was sent to juvenile prison where he served the first two and a half years of his sentence. And like his entire life leading up to it, they weren't pretty. Hmm. During his three years in juvie, Nico had 13 misconduct reports written up against him. Within within two and a half years. Like, the ODD is real. Like, he does not fear anybody. No. Or no. any consequence. Mm-mm. And I, <laughs> listen to this. Two were pertaining to violent offenses against other inmates. And one was pertaining to things he did during a riot situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into that a little bit. On July 4th, 2005, apparently there was a riot in the detention center. And during the riot, Nico attacked and injured multiple inmates and evaded prison officers. Which to me, it's when I say when I when I read evaded prison officers, I was like, OK, he ran from them. Like right. when they when they told him to stop, he was like gingerbread manning it and was like, nah, you can't catch me. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I, I couldn't really. Okay. So I'm like, then everybody got charged with evading police officers. <laughs> everybody was running from everybody them. Was. It was a riot. Yeah. So yeah, he was a whole fucking problem in juvie and never once complained about having any mental health concerns or mm. increased anxiety issues like he'd previously, you know, been suffering from. So that's two and a half years of him just being like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm not suffering from anything. Everything's fine. Everything's great. Bye. I'm just being a fucking tyrant for no 
reason really right let me go continue to f s up there you go (laughs) but then february 25th 2006 came and 19 year old nico was sent to the big dog facility with the big (laughs) big dogs don't play buddy boy better get witty didn't scare him at all i don't think i think it scared him a little bit because about a month before his transfer to big dog prison nico started complaining about being unable to sleep Mm. and he and he was experiencing high levels of anxiety again Mm. Mm, how convenient right now he wants even if even if that's the case the entire time now he wants to talk about exactly he was fine before he didn't mention a hill of a bean but all of a sudden his anxiety is acting up. My anxiety is flaring up. Yeah, it's like being a freshman in high school. Now, now you mm. got to start at the bottom. Yep, yep, yep. Before entering the big dog prison, I'm just gonna call it that. I love no. it, Kayla. Big dog. Big prison. dog. Big dog. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> okay, no, Nico. <laughs> Nico was given a psyche vow, but it was deemed invalid or inconclusive because of his blatant attempt at painting himself in a better light. Mm, so lying. <laughs> Thank, I was about to say, in other liar. words, he was straight up manipulating the system into thinking that there was nothing wrong with him and he was good to go. Put me in gin pop. Everything's great. Yeah. In August 2006, more time was added to his sentence because of an assault that he'd committed while still in juvie and by january 2007 which was like what maybe five months later nico was locked up in solitary confinement for fighting Mm. Mm -hmm. he was in there for about two weeks maybe a little bit less and even though this fraction this infraction was later dismissed upon his release he claimed that to a mental professional he claimed that he was experiencing deep stages of depression issues with his sanity and that there was quote a sickness inside of him oh wow that's deep yeah but that after speaking with said mental health professional he was feeling a whole lot better what (laughs) which i'm like a liar speaking to a mental health professional can help you extensively but i don't think it could really help and i was gonna say like but what's the time frame on this yeah like how long were you speaking to this mental health professional? Like, were you doing the actual work? Like, Nico, come on now. Well, I you think you're playing he, people because you think they can get played. Exactly. Well, they can get played because they're idiots. But I think he <laughs> spoke with the mental health professional before he was let back into general population. And he was saying, you know, yeah, I was experiencing these things, but I'm better now. You know, let me out type of thing. So, hmm. Okay. Shady. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Not even a full month later, Nico would end up back in solitary confinement because he was involved in two gang-related fights. Well, <laughs> because remember, he's, he's, he's been associated with gangs and stuff since he was like, what, 11 years old? Right. This prompted jail officials to put his ass back in the hole from the time of the incident, which was in February 2007, until December 4th, 2008. Wow. So almost two full years, it's like four months shy of two full years in solitary confinement. Mm -hmm. Now, honestly, I would be a full-blown basket case after like four days. 
Right. So I can't even imagine like being in that bitch for two, almost two years. Right. And with a person like Nico who has ADHD, ODD, all these things that cause him to be hyperactive and just crazy all over, you would think like maybe being trapped inside of your mind is not going to be a good thing you know some people can overcome you know with time Mm -hmm. alone they can overcome certain things inside of them but Mm -hmm. based off of the story i don't think nico has or he will no 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 and honestly he was fine he reported no mental health or safety concerns from february 2007 until october 2007 so about eight months there we go but something drastically changed in october because that's when Nico claimed that when he was let out of prison, that he intended to, quote, attack innocent people. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Red flag, number like 85, but blaring red flag, okay? Yeah, like now this is shit's getting real. Like, yeah. real, real. Yeah. This is also around the time that Nico claimed he started hearing voices from different gods. But psychiatric mm-hmm. records show that this didn't really start start happening until around 2009. So we'll get to that. In September of 2008, he claimed that he was possibly a paranoid schizophrenic because he was having gang-related paranoia, which I think was like, oh, they're after me. They're going to kill me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He probably would deserve it. But after being examined by the mental illness review team, they claimed to have found no major mental disorders at the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now listen to this next part. Two months later, though, in November, Nico was diagnosed with antisocial disorder. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's a mental disorder characterized by disregard for other people. The symptoms of antisocial disorder include lying, manipulating, breaking laws, lacking a regard for one's safety and the safety of others. I wouldn't give a damn about other people coming out of just being by myself. Like, I don't know how to interact with you anymore. Like, ew, get away from me. <laughs> You're grossing me out. Fuck like, off. <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to talk to you? Like, what do we talk about? What do, we, what do I do with my hands is the question. <laughs> Talladega Nights, one of the best movies ever. Ever. If you haven't watched it, you are literally deceased until you've watched it, and then you <laughs> have been able to live. To treat the disorder, Nico was prescribed Depakoti? That's what, I think how you say it. Okay, thank mm-hmm. you, Kristen. Thank you. Depakoti is also considered sodium valproate and primarily treats epileptic seizures and bipolar disorder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nico used the drug for four days and then was like, fuck that shit. I'm out of here. I'm not using it anymore. And he refused mm-hmm. treatment. Mm-hmm. Which is like, I understand. Well, I don't understand, bitch, because I've never been on medication like that. But it probably makes you feel kind of crazy at first. It's very fuzzy. And it's something that you definitely have to get used to. But, yeah. you know, yeah. if, it, so- if it also like... um if it's also used to help epileptic yeah, yeah. disorder, like that yeah. makes me think, what the hell is in that? Mm-hmm. It's like a horse tranquilizer. Almost. Like, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Good that's God. What, that's what it sounds like. It sounds kind of scary if not, you know, regulated and prescribed the right way. Mm-hmm. In December, N- Nico was released back into general population. And at first he was adjusting pretty well. There were no signs of psychosis and his thoughts were said to be, quote, well-organized. Although on 
multiple occasions, he still spoke of his desire to kill people once he released, once he was released from prison. Okay. So that's a problem. <laughs> Don't know if anybody else thinks it is, but it's a problem. Kristen, it's a huge problem. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. And I'm sure the, the, psychi- the psychiatrist is probably like, hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how often are you thinking about killing people? How does that make you feel? How does it make you feel to think of killing people? Does it arouse you? <laughs> <laughs> whoa okay yeah enough. that's a good term too that's real too term. real that's like got me bitch. yeah yeah that's stuck somewhere on me <laughs> take a drink you need it <laughs> but they didn't put nico back in solitary confinement for some fucking reason well he said that he would only hurt them once he got out of prison so, so everyone in prison shouldn't be worried. They're fine. All right, they could be safe for all we know. Well, that's wrong because they did put his ass back in solitary confinement because he was found to be concealing a sharpened toilet brush. Now, why would you sharpen a toilet brush? To, to hurt shank. people. Yes, to mm-hmm. shank. <laughs> This was after only being in general population, Kristen, for a little over one month. (laughs) Kayla, Nico is in the fight of his life, okay? Like, he has been fighting since he was seven years old. Like, nobody's going to take him out. Nobody's going to catch him slipping. Like, he's going to do the damn thing, which is protect and defend and probably offend. No, definitely definitely (laughs) offend. But who's coming for Nico constantly? Like, I need to know where he's getting this paranoia from, for God's sakes. I mean, when the fundamental part of your life, which is your childhood, is so fucked up, who knows? Like, who knows how you'll come out? Some people come out really, really well. And some people just, just, just hit the toilet bowl and push flush. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. And I'm thinking, like, also, like, if this whole him having schizophrenic thoughts or having hallucinations is real, then yeah, he would be paranoid because the voices in his head are probably always telling him that people are out to get him. Correct. Correct, Kristen. Now, about five months later, in May of 2009, is when he first officially was documented to have been hearing the voice of the Egyptian snake god named Apophis. Mm -hmm. And Apophis was telling him to kill children. Oh no. Mm -hmm. Kayla, not the children. Kristen, the children. Nico was evaluated by the mental illness review team again, who described Nico as quote, more manipulative and criminal than mentally ill. <laughs> Period. <laughs> AKA, I'm reading you for, for Phil. Phil. You're a liar. Because <laughs> I literally wrote period after that part. Like, <laughs> you, you play with your mammy hoe. You don't Would play you not with go us. play with us? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah. So throughout the rest of 2009, Nico was claiming that Apophis was speaking to him. A doctor named Natalie Baker evaluated him and she said that his auditory hallucinations and his paranoia about being poisoned, because he was having 
those types of paranoias, was indicative of a psychotic disorder. She mm. ended up diagnosing him with, okay, long-winded section, bear with me, it's a lot. I'm First, so number one, psychosis, NOS, which just means an unspecified psychotic disorder. And the symptoms include hallucinations, delusions, disordered speech, and behavior. Two, psychoaffective disorder, which is a combination of schizophrenia and a mood disorder, such as depression or bipolar disorder. And the symptoms include anxiety, depression, paranoia, hearing voices, impulsivity, just to name a few. The symptoms can appear very severe at times, but it can also be followed by periods of temporary improvement. So like the time where he was like, you know, oh, I'm not experiencing any symptoms or, you know, I don't have any mental health or safety concerns, types like that, that can be associated with schizoaffective disorder. Three, PTSD, which we're pretty much familiar with, post-traumatic stress disorder. And four, adjustment disorder, which is an emotional or behavioral reaction to a stressful event or change in a person's life. The reaction is considered an unhealthy or excessive response to the event or change within three months of it happening okay which i'm like in my opinion i'm like what happened within the last three months of his life that he was struggling to adjust to i can understand him struggling to adjust from juvie to big dog prison but that happened months and months almost i think a full year ago so i was even gonna say him coming out of the hole could have really effed him up and that could be a huge um event where he has to adjust yeah but yes but he had been put in the hole multiple times so i didn't feel like it would affect him well i what the fuck do i know but in my opinion i feel like three months of the onset so the first time maybe of that event happening not the Mm -hmm. constant you know what I'm saying? If it's happening multiple times, I feel like you're going to start getting used to it. So it won't take you to- so much to adjust to it. But, you know. So the time that he was in the hole for almost two years, was that one stint or was that in and out? That was one stint. Okay. So I guess I'll just refer to that one because okay. being there that long of a time could definitely be traumatic. Absolutely. Anybody. Absolutely. And then it says the adjustment disorder could happen within three months of the event happening, but it doesn't say how long that person can have the adjustment disorder. So, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. Yeah. You hit I'm, the hammer on the nail with that one. I'm Jeez. picking up. I'm picking up what she's putting down. Mm-hmm. She also noted that he had a polysubstance dependence, which means that an individual has a dependence on at least three different substances without having a favorite substance. That would qualify as being dependent on its own meaning okay. meaning that he's dependent on the cocktail and not the mixer the gin and the sprite you feel what i'm saying okay Indep- independently of each other yeah like i like it all i like a couple of things yeah but they have to be together oh yeah he so can't he likes, oh he likes yeah. the effects of all three yeah like at least <laughs> all the three he he's not dependent on let's say cocaine he's not dependent on meth by itself he's not dependent on heroin by itself he's dependent on the combination of all three okay he ain't playing with you yeah dr natalie baker was up in there okay yeah i like that i like her i think she really got into him yeah but we'll see uh-uh. nico was prescribed depakati lord i'm not gonna pronounce that right i don't care 
he, he was prescribed it again along with Risperdal, mm-hmm. an anti, which is an antipsychotic, and was taking both drugs almost regularly for about three months. But despite admitting that his auditory hallucinations were getting better, as in like they were decreasing, he decided to stop taking both drugs mm. in December of 2009. Mm-hmm. Okay. But coincidentally, this was the same month that his grandmother died and he was furloughed to be able to attend her funeral. Oh, mm-hmm. meaning he they said, you know, oh, I have to be present for this. Yeah, I have to be of sound mind. For what's about to happen. Wow, for my only chance to get out for a while. Mm-hmm. While at her funeral, Nico attempted to escape. <laughs> like, <laughs> duh. Yeah. So I'm just going to say that. Duh. He's going duh. to attempt to escape. Yeah. He threatened and assaulted a corrections officer. But ultimately, obviously, his escape attempt, attempt failed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Because I was about to say it. When he was brought back to prison and questioned about it, he claimed that the voices were telling him to do it and that he had no control over his actions. Rolling my eyes. Straight like that. Dr. Natalie Baker evaluated him again and this time found that Nico was using symptoms as secondary gain to avoid legal conviction. (laughs) You think? She said his behavior was no longer consistent with what her initial analysis suggested and that the antipsychotics and mood stabilizers were no longer acceptable treatments for him. Oh, wow. She's yeah. like, uh-uh, go back to the drawing board because we're we we not playing with somebody who, who is right up there. He's I a mean, manipulator. That's what I'm saying. He knows exactly what to act like. He knows exactly what to expect. He's been in the system basically his whole entire life you know mm-hmm. at this point so yeah he's he's playing games with y'all mm-hmm. on february 6 2010 nico was transferred to another facility to face charges for the escaped attempt and assault but just one week before that nico nico got married yeah out of the motherfucking blue he got Little married pal <laughs> he no no not even that i don't think he got married at the prison to a crazy looking woman named <laughs> Named Shalonda Moore. Okay. And I'm, okay, I, Shalonda. No, Kristen, not okay. I'm going to text <laughs> you. <laughs> Let me see her. I'm going to text you a picture of her black ass right like, now. Like, why didn't you put it in the doggone Google Drive? Because, honestly, I forgot that we were going to cover her ass in this first part. Let me see her. Let me see her. Ooh. Shalonda. <laughs> Girl, she don't even look too 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 crazy um okay you know i was mm-hmm. expecting a little bit worse but okay well, it, she's it, a little shifty on the eyes it gets worse she she gets worse for sure the pictures they just go downhill and we'll get to that in part two so from february 13th 2010 to july 19th 2011 he served his time at douglas county corrections where he was evaluated again and this time by a psychiatric, by a psychiatrist named Eugene Olive, Olivito. Maybe he's Italian. And he diagnosed, Maybe. yeah. And he diagnosed him as having schizoaffective versus bipolar disorder, grandiose pers- persecutory delusions, PTSD, severe with 
dissociative episodes and possible dissociative identity disorder. And he also characterized him as antisocial, impulsive, and dangerously obsessive. So basically, he opened the DSM and said, he's everything in this book. (laughs) (laughs) He has all the issues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He also saw a therapist while he was at Douglas County Corrections, a woman named Denise Gaines, and she described his thought process as delusional or paranoid. Which is like okay. I could I feel like I could fake being delusional and paranoid, bitch, in a half of a second. Like, come on, there needs I to be better I feel tests. Like being for this delusional, thing. I would say delusional and paranoid sounds like a narcissist. So I'm just like, their symptoms or these categorizations can apply to a lot of things that people just are because they're just shit people. It's Thank not that you. they have actual issues, mm-hmm. and they just try to rationalize to themselves the shitty things that they do and being right mentally ill for some narcissists and psychopath and sociopath fits the bill for them right and like i don't even know if it's an illness because it's like i don't know i'm not even gonna say that they chose to be that way i'm not gonna say that right (laughs) nigo was transferred back to the nebraska department of corrections on july 19th 2011 and put directly into solitary restrictive housing or whatever you want to call it because that's what they've been calling a restrictive housing but solitary and restrictive housing are the same exact thing shortly after nico arrived he started to repeatedly request that he'd be transferred somewhere that could actually help him he said that he was having trouble sleeping again he was having violent ideations like sacrificing children and cannibalism and he also said that he started to self-harm which apparently started back in april of 2012 and that he'd been drinking, Kristen, drinking and snorting his own semen. Kayla, kid, kid. <laughs> Kayla, if y'all don't get out of here, stop letting this man play y'all. That's what I'm saying. Do you believe him? Bitch, I honestly believe him because I'm like, he's that like wackadoo. I'm not saying it's all a choice, but I just really think that he is so much about the attention, so much about trying to get his way that he'll do extreme and extra fucking things. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, drinking your own semen. Okay, gross. But like, I get it. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, gross, but I get it. But snorting your own semen like what are you doing like literally what is the point of that <laughs> yeah it's disgusting so yeah i guess because he's i don't think he's um i think he knows enough to manipulate people so i do believe that he has some sense i'm not gonna say it's good sense but right. he has some sense right so yeah he could definitely be doing this to manipulate people and to be like you know oh i'm really crazy i'm crazy enough to snort my own semen but in fact he just wants what he wants exactly exactly however despite these statements that he's made despite his escape attempt and assault on the corrections officer remember that despite the assault that he did during juvie which added time to his sentence nico did not receive any extra jail time and after two years straight of being in solitary confinement nico jenkins was released from prison on january 30th 2013 after only serving 10 of his 21 year sentence 
Kayla. Oh yeah. That's I just don't understand. Like yeah. The justice system. What are we actually doing? Yeah, well, if you want to commit a crime, commit it in Nebraska because Nebraska <laughs> state <laughs> because Nebraska state law says that an inmate gets a day credited for every day served, meaning that a prisoner will only ever serve half of their sentence handed down to them by the judge unless they do something to get time added onto them but this case with nico is a perfect example of how hard it is to actually get time added because he's done everything under the motherfucking moon and the sun and the stars but he in got nebraska. out in nebraska remember nebraska because every other well not every other but in other um states i'm sure it is not that way I'm sure it's also probably worse in other states, but hey, because some states are like, oh, you only serve a third of your of your term and then you're up for probation. What the fuck? I mean, yeah, being up for probation, probation is fine, but at least there's a council that gets to decide whether that person ha- actually gets probation or not. These people are saying, no matter what, you're not serving more than half of your freaking term, period. No matter what you do, no matter who you assault... Yeah, that it just yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, if you but even I've, look him in the eye, you can see he should not be out. I mean, Kristen, go ahead and look at the photo drive, and look at another picture of his crazy ass. Let me see. I posted two more. <laughs> if y'all don't get out of here and stop playing with this fine, Whoa. very, oh, I'm not done messed up disturbed man look at him like i don't care if you're cute and i'll tell you if you're cute you could still be a devil or at least have one living inside of you very wicked he just looks crazy very demonic looking he looks like he's plotting and planning inside his head as they're taking the picture he's not paying attention to us there's something going on inside of that head and it's not even because of the tattoos all over his face it's because of like the look in his eye man i'm like if i saw this man i wouldn't let him out into fucking general or general population general population let alone society yeah like the eyes are the window of the soul i believe and looking in his i'm just looking at like a hurt boy that is really about to f some mess up if y'all let him out yep and after being let out he would kill his first victim only 12 days later. Mm, mm, mm. Can you hear me now? I'm sure Nebraska's felt so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they should have felt so, the that justice system should have felt so responsible for the things and the carnage he's about to cause and do. But before we get into the truly horrendous stuff, in part two next week, first thing i want to let you guys know is one month before nico was released he reported no violent thoughts or ideations he made no mention of hearing apophis's voice anymore and on july 2nd it was documented that he had quote no current mental illnesses or concerns now let me just say this if you have ptsd if you have did which is dissociative identity disorder if you have any if you have psychoaffective disorder a lot of these things don't just go the fuck away it's not fleeting it's not coming and going psychoaffective disorder the symptoms may be coming and going but the disorder is not so for Kayla, them to like, say who that are we had... boo boo the fool chris we must be somebody must be to allow this man to out of fucking prison and not wow. sh- at, at the very least straight into a mental 
mental facility. Right. And I'm like, why do y'all continue to take this man for his word? Like, okay, <laughs> I just I just see like a bunch of therapists like, okay, I'm going to document it. And, you know, this is just the way things go. Yeah. But it's just like this man is about to terrorize people. He's even said it. You've documented him saying he's going oh, to yeah. kill people multiple once times, out. multiple times. And yet you let him out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. The second thing I want to let you know is his wife, Shalonda sent a request to the Johnson County attorney at the time it was Don Clean, Klein, whatever. She asked him to put Nico in a mental facility or keep him in jail because, mm. because clearly he could, he should not be let into society. Like that's just something that was clear. I feel like to anybody that spent maybe two and a half fucking minutes with him, his own wife is telling them to keep his ass locked up. Yes, but because Nebraska state law says that an inmate can only get more time that way if they are in and out of prison, and since Nico technically was never left prison because of the age of 17 that that Negro has been in prison the entire time, this exception cannot apply to Nico's case. So there was nothing, quote unquote, nothing that the attorney could do at that, at that time. And the third thing I want to let you know is that Nico had given his mother power of attorney over him, meaning that she could make a formal request that he be committed because of his homicidal rages, his his mental health issues, his violent ideations. But, but alas, when given the chance to actually receive mental health services when he was out of prison, Nico refused. Of course he did. He said that incarceration was, quote, his last chance to get help. And that, quote, no animal goes back to captivity after they are released. Mm. So why the hell are you sitting here trying to act like, oh, I need y'all to send me somewhere where I can get help. This, that, and the motherfucking third. When you have the opportunity to get help and you're like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. That man was doomed from the beginning. Child. Child, child, child. And he made up in his mind in prison, probably when he was sitting in that two-year stand in the hole, that if they ever let him out, he was going to do some dirt and then probably kill himself. Because <laughs> that's just what's going to what's gonna be his life. <laughs> well. It's just. What? What? Part two, we'll get to that. Oh, good. Because I'm not ready today. Yeah. But unfortunately... At that point, nothing could have stopped that fucking animal, he called himself that, from what he was about to do next. And we will find out what he did next, next week, in Mm. part two. Mm -hmm. Okay. Get ready, you guys. So yeah, this case is really terrible. I hate it. I also love it. I also hate it. I love it because there were so many instances that this man could have, like somebody really could have been like, okay, no, this is this is a huge issue. This is a huge problem. He should not be let near anyone, let alone society. So many instances. There's so many different doctors, so many different review teams, so many mental health professionals that had their hands on this man and he fell through the cracks. And was allowed out. And these were huge cracks. 
because huge cracks. This man had major problems, and for him to be able to just skate through, despite mm-hmm. all the many different illnesses they even categorize him to have, mm-hmm. and you still let him out. Yep, <laughs> I just don't understand. So yeah, this one is on the justice system of Nebraska. Whatever he does, yep. it's on them and him. Well, but them too. Definitely him, but also them. But also the people that he was associated with. And we will get to that. There's so much we will get to next week. So I like this one because I, I wanna just say I liked hearing about the backdrop. I mean, or I guess the before mm-hmm. drop mm-hmm. of like where he comes from, all the different things he's been through, how long he's been in prison. So we can kind of like form a, a better picture of yeah. who this man is before he commits his big crime i guess or his big crimes yeah yeah and he he tears up some families he tears up some lives and he's a piece of shit walking and um nothing positive to say about him i will be more graphically displeased next week which is when i'll see you guys again (laughs) until then until then also if you do want to hear from me more than just once a week Follow our Instagram at Black True Crime Podcast, where I post a lot of different content, you guys. A lot of different content that I think you actually might like. If you want even more content from Kristen and me, you can join our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Black True Crime Podcast. And there are tier levels for everybody, every budget, and every booty hole. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Didn't shouldn't have said that. But I we love you guys. Saying. Thank you so much. If you <laughs> if you enjoy listening to our podcast, please go anywhere you can actually write a review or rate us and do exactly that. Give us a five star rating. If you hate us, don't fucking write a review. If okay? you hate us, don't rate us. Okay, Kristen, 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 we're we're fucking. What what, what, what are we doing now? I can't. We're we're fucking trademarking that right now. Don't say fucking thing. We're putting on a t-shirt. I don't want to fucking hear anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) If you hate us, don't Don't rate us. (laughs) This is business and keep it moving. Period. This has been Black True Crime, and I hope you had an amazing time here. And I guess we'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 You have a right to kill me. I have a right to do that. But you have no right to judge me. <laughs> <laughs>